1: Your host is Bernard E. Robinson. Bernard and his guests foster in-depth discussions about leadership. You'll find this program a powerfully engaging platform for great conversations about leadership and leadership learning. Now, here is your host, Bernard Robinson.
2: Good morning and welcome. I'm Bernard Robinson, and this is the Leadership Forum. I'm glad you joined me today to discuss the topic that I think is vital to the quality of life of each, each of us. Uh, that topic is leadership. Each Monday, I've made an appointment to gather with you for a discussion about leadership. I hope and expect that together, we will have thought-provoking discussions about leadership and that this will be a place where you can come and we can learn about, raise our knowledge about, and become better at leading ourselves and others. It's my desire that you and I and our guests share our thoughts about leadership in order to make a positive impact through more effective leadership. On a personal level, I hope you will always feel invited and perhaps on occasion even excited about the prospect of being an active part of a community of leaders and leadership learners who rise to the challenge of considering what they can do to become better leaders. Today's show, Understanding and Building Outstanding Leadership, Part 1, we will explore the anatomy of leadership and create a context for understanding what is required to build outstanding leadership. There are three questions that we'll consider today. One, what is the foundational context for understanding how the leadership process works? What does it look like? Two, what are the characteristics, the critical characteristics, characteristics, if you will, that must be present for the leadership process to work and be effective? And finally, what is leadership? We can't leave that question out because that's what we're talking about. These questions, though, provide a framework for our discussion, uh, not only now, but in the future. Because in the future, we've planned topics like leaders must have must make good decisions or else. Good decision makers, as you know, get hired. Poor decision makers get fired. Leading at the top, a forum for CEOs. It's an opportunity to talk with business leaders and gain leadership insights from those who have been effective at the art of leadership. There is a conflict in the camp. What is the leader to do? Life doesn't come without conflict, but there are solutions to resolve them. And when they do, the leader should be in the mix, playing at the top of your game as a leader. What is required for one to become an iconic leader? And of course, a whole host of other types, but very important one: women in leadership. The essential difference and the meaning of it all. Is there a difference? If there is, what is it? Does it matter? These are just some of the topics that we've planned for the future, and we want you to be a part of the listening audience and a part of the community. Think with me for a second. Everywhere around this country, and indeed around the world, there are people whose lives are being impacted right now by the quality and effectiveness of leadership. It is a reality that fuels my interest in the topic of leadership and my belief that leadership is vitally important because it impacts both the lives and the livelihoods of others as well as ourselves. Wherever people are, in government, in business, in cities, in states, there is a leader who is making decisions and taking actions that will affect the lives of people. Whether those followers experience a better quality of life or not is highly dependent on the quality of leadership they receive. The point is, wherever people are, for good or for bad, leadership is making a difference. After years of working as a management consultant and seeing organizations operate up, up live and close, the truth is, and it's led me to conclude that, everything in life rises or falls based on the quality of leadership. For those of you who are leaders, I hope you're game to consider that your leadership could be better. If you're not a leader yet, but one day could and will be, I hope you find our discussions even more applicable to your life and your work right now and in the future. Because in truth, everyone is a leader. Because leadership is not held in a title, it's a process, and everyone can become better at the process of leading. Now, I want to just say a couple of things about myself. It's impolite not to say a little bit about me, at least in this first show, uh, before I go much further. Beyond my name, I'm the president of the Institute of Human Development and have been for nearly 30 years. I'm a performance management consultant and, uh, and, I'm, and a certified management consultant by a group called the Institute of Management Consultants, uh, USA. In my work, I've helped clients solve individual and operational performance problems of all kinds. It's been fun, and I've enjoyed it. I also work with organizations and leaders as a skilled facilitator, trainer, leadership coach, and speaker. Finally, I authored a book titled The Skills of an Effective Leader, Becoming a Leader Others Want to Follow. It is an in-depth and personal conversation about leadership with each reader. I have a ton of fun in the process, and I'm glad you joined me today. Now, why don't we get into our topic for today, understanding and building outstanding leadership. The answer to the first question, what is the foundational context for understanding how the leadership process works, and what does it look like? Uh, The answer I'd like to give you is captured in what I call the anatomy of leadership. The anatomy of leadership is rudimentary it really looks like a simplistic process. But it's where I want to start our discussion and start this exploration of the foundational principles, foundational process for understanding leadership. I would like you, for those who can, to, if you have some paper and a pen uh, to write with, to draw yourself a picture of a three-legged stool. Again, as simplistic as that may seem, uh, draw a picture of a three-legged stool, if you would. And even if you're not in a place where you can do any writing, which you're just on your phone or you're wherever and you're listening, don't be concerned because you'll be able to keep this picture in your mind. Um, on the seat of that three-legged stool, write the word leadership. That's because this is a leadership stool, uh, as I call it. Now, for the leg, the first leg on the left of your stool... In your mind's eye, or on paper if you have it, put the number one on that leg. And under it, write the word leader. That's the leader leg. Now, for the leg in the middle, put the number two and the word follower under it. um, And that's the follower leg. Now, on the third leg, again, put the number three. And that's the right leg, if you will. Please put the word goal there. Because essentially, the leader and the follower are in business to achieve a goal. The stool represents the anatomy of leadership. And as simplistic as it may appear, what is simplistic is also profound, and we'll talk more about that later. Um, There's a simple difference between what goes on and is an important and dynamic process that goes on between the leader and the follower. The leadership process happens between a leader and a follower. So between the word leader and follower, put a plus sign. Because when all is working well, the leader and the follower are moving towards the goal. Now there are some times where there's a minus sign between the leader and the follower. We're gonna go with the notion of a plus sign at this point. Let me explain. What goes on between the leader and the follower captures the dynamics that are needed and critical to the interpersonal interplay between a leader and a follower. This interplay determines whether the third leg is ever achieved. Please put on the equal sign or put the equal sign between the second leg, the follower and the goal. What you have in front of you is a picture of the anatomy of leadership, but we've got to go deeper than that. Uh, Because the question is, what is the key behavioral dynamic that must exist? Let me just say that again. What is the key behavioral dynamic that must exist between the leader and the follower to keep them meaningfully connected? What are the certain characteristics that you've experienced as a follower or leader that you know must exist? Um, There are a host of answers. I, I, I would venture to say that there are a whole host of words that may be coming to your mind, like communication, which is always there. Um, I'm not sure what the other words are that come to your mind when you think about what goes on between that first leg and that second leg, but, um, I'm curious, uh, what was the word that you came up with, um, uh, and, and, and what is the word you think is that key dynamic that must exist between the leader and the follower? Uh, I'm not sure what your answer would be, but I want to test your answer with the answer I'm going to give you here. Um. If the phone lines were open at this point, you could send them in. But the answer is relationship. That is, the leader and the follower are in business to achieve a goal. Relationship between the leader and the follower is the crucial element that, in, that in fact, will will uh, will determine whether that goal is achieved. The biggest word, the best word, the most important word is relationship. Where there's no relationship, there's no followership. Um, There are two concepts that keep the leader and the follower connected. As simplistic as this three-legged stool is, it reflects really a powerful relational and behavioral dynamic that are part of the connection between every leader and every follower. If there is to be a solid connection, it begins at the doorstep of relationship. Um, now, We haven't defined what leadership is is, as yet, and we'll hold that for a minute, but uh, leadership is a relational and relationship management process. It's dynamic. Uh, If one approaches it with integrity and authenticity, for the leader, another important question is, what is the quality of your connection? What is essentially the quality of your relationship? What attributes are available and in in, in, in that you use that enable you to connect and relate to the followers and them to you? Um, is it a head-to-head connection or is at some level just a heart-to-heart connection, which is deeper? Without a solid relationship between the leader and the follower, the leader has no chance of getting the follower to be voluntarily willing to follow them and help them achieve the goal for the leader question for you again what is the quality of your connection and what is the quality of the connection between you and those you lead whatever your leadership role is uh, for the follower what is the quality of the connection between you and those who you look to for leadership uh, because believe it or not and you do know of course your commitment to that follow that leader it's really dependent on how well you feel you can connect with them and how well you feel about the relationship that exists between the two of you. Um, If you think about it before leaving this reference to relationship, there are other elements that are important. There are two additional and critical characteristics that that are dynamic and must be present. So if you will, between the leader leg and the follower leg, you should put the word relationship. But there are actually two additional words that allow you to look at and understand the process of leadership and what's involved in it. Um, I want to give you five words. And I want you to uh, determine out of these five words, which ones are most important um, and reflect those that you believe are critical uh, and should go along with relationship that must be added to the word relationship. So let me give you these five uh, words these five, which which could be critical, but there are two amongst this list that are critical. The first word is communication. The second word is character. The third word is charisma. The fourth word is respect, and the fifth word is is trust. Now, um, you can send your answers to me by email if you want to, or you can call. I believe the number is one eight six six. Four seven two five seven nine zero. But even if you don't do that, and that would be wonderful if you did, uh, I want to get you to think about the two that you would choose and see if they match the two that are real, and 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 uh, that would be the answers, if you will. Um, let me just say while you're thinking about it, I, I want to give you a quote, uh, and this this quote relates to uh, one of the answers, and will give you. Uh, one of the answers. And that quote simply is this. A relationship without trust is like a car without gas. You can stay in it all you want, but it won't go anywhere. So one of those words that you have and may have on your list is trust. In fact, it's perhaps the second most important word. Let me put it like this. If the leadership stool were a car, it would be named leadership. And in that car, the driver would be named relationship. The passengers in the front seat would be trust, but there's a second one. The second passenger in that tr- in that front seat would be character. Now, the passengers in the back seat are, the fo- are all followers. And, and all of the followers would be asking, are we there yet? I'm just kidding. That's what your kids, for those who got children and young kids, that when you go on a trip, they're always curious about, are we there yet? Now, if the driver is... And if the driver's relationship and his seats mates of trust and character aren't present, nobody really even wants to be in the back seat. They really would rather be someplace else. The truth is, in some of the organizations, some of the relationships followers often feel like not passengers who are voluntarily present. They sometimes feel like captives. What makes them really interested in riding along is if there's a good relationship with those who are in the lead. Now, I've got a task for you right now. Um, The task is simply this. Whether you are a leader or a follower, think for a minute about just one of the relationships you have or have had with a leader or with your leader. If you're a follower and and, and if you are a follower, and you have someone who is in fact your leader, how would you describe uh, and characterize the relationship that you have with them? Your answer will in fact give you a cue of how strong your connection is with that leader. And it will also dictate the degree of commitment you have to achieving the goal along with them. Um, That's why when you look at the research on recruitment and retention, You will find in the data that people very often leave jobs, not because of the pay or the job itself, but because of the people that they're doing the work with. Another way of saying that is that the stool can't stand unless the relationship between the leader and the follower is based on trust and the leader has some degree of character that is good. The profoundness of the three-legged stool is just this. In the realm of the human element, everything is relationship. All else is details. No matter how smart you are, no matter how talented you are, if one can't relate to you and you can't relate to one, the relationship and the, the, the ability for you to lead them is compromised. Earlier in our com- conversation i mentioned that the three-legged stool is both simplistic and profound on the other side of the break i want to talk about and have you consider what is this profoundness that i'm talking about why is the relationship between the leader and the follower not just simplistic but profound we'll talk about that on the other side of the break
3: The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. in real estate, stocks, annuities, and other investment vehicles. That's the Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman on the Voice America Business Channel every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
1: You are tuned in to the Leadership Forum, making an impact through effective leadership. To reach host Bernard E. Robinson or his guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. If you would rather send an email, you may send it to leadershipforum at ihdinc.org. Now, back to the Leadership Forum.
2: Good deal. Welcome back. Before our break, I mentioned the profoundness of the three-legged stool. And uh, in the realm realm of the human element, I also mentioned that everything is relationship, all else is details. Earlier in our discussion, I mentioned that the three-legged stool is both simplistic and profound. I like it because it is simplistic. I also like it because it is profound. That is, it has a state a quality of being very intense if you study it closer. The question is, why would I say that it's profound? I said this because the stool is a metaphoric anchor for many of the organizational performance improvement philosophies that are present and studied and written about today uh, that are aimed at boosting performance and productivity of people and organizations and the lives of organizations. For example, when you think about the intent of operational philosophies like, quote unquote, employee engagement, this is a process and a philosophy that talks about In allowing your employees to have an emotional commitment uh, to the organization. And its goal is commonly referred to as emotional engagement, uh, as well as employee engagement. That is, employees are engaged because they are emotionally connected. And it's dependent on, guess what? Relationships. When employees care, uh, they are engaged. Employee engagement is dependent on relationships. Likewise, When you think about concepts that most of us know who are in the organizational world of emotional intelligence, emotional intelligence really is geared around the notion of making sure that you can have a good relationship, making sure you know how to respond to your own emotions and and appropriately respond to the emotions that others bring into your life. Our emotional intelligence is an important, uh, a really important uh, skill and and a concept because it, it really relates to your being a very effective leader. We'll talk more about emotional intelligence as we get into it because it's a substantial concept and a substantial uh, benefit as a skill for leaders. When you think about employee retention and recruitment, the ability of an organization to retain its employees and to recruit those that they wish to have normally referred to as employee retention. These and many other practices are dependent on relationships often with the leaders managing the process, diversity inclusion. And the point I wanna make is I mentioned this employee engagement, emotional intelligence, employee retention is simply this. As simplistic as you think about the leaders and the followers relationship, all of them are related to these other disciplines. Even if you think for a minute about the styles of leadership, they emanate from this relationship between the leader and the follower. Even more significant, is that a lot of literature, and there is a lot of literature, uh, a lot of leadership approaches, a lot of styles that are being taught again and learned in university settings and studied in many different ways, even at the PhD level, that really go into the basic notion of how do I manage, how do I use this style? But at the bottom line, the notion is relationships and fostering those relationships. Um, Coons and Parsons, for example, have a book entitled Credibility, Uh, And it speaks to the notion that if you want to have a good relationship, uh, then you must have a good relationship. Now, let me go back to the second, uh, the third question. What is leadership? Uh, We're having a discussion here and we need to define what that is. So my question is, um, what is leadership? Um, I have a question here. It looks like from... Uh, young man in Hilton, uh, I'd like to take that question. Um, and so please go, go right ahead.
1: Uh, good afternoon. Thank you for taking my call. Absolutely. I,
3: I heard you speaking about the emotional relationship, and I'm sorry I missed the first term you used. But I've been in many offices, and they tell us, you know, keep your personal life at home, and this is just business. So could you speak a little bit more about how the emotional reaction helps the leader serve his persons better without becoming too personal?
2: Absolutely. Well, I think one of the things about emotional intelligence, thank you, for, for Hilton, for that question. I think one of the things about uh, emotional intelligence is the notion that um, it could be referred to keeping your emotions at home. Really, emotional intelligence is a more, I want to say, say intellectual uh, dynamic that has a personal reference in the sense that um, one can't keep his or her emotions uh, in their pocket or at home. We are actually emotional, more emotional beings than we are intellectual beings. We may think we are, are more intellectual than emotional, but the reality is when we hear things, it strikes us emotionally before we start to think about it. So, um, the idea of being a leader and being emotionally intelligent in that process means that I actually welcome the emotion. I want you to be authentic and I want you to be able to share. Of course, we want to be respectful. But I want the emotion because I want to make sure not only that you're alive, but that I get an opportunity to help you understand how we can have good conversations. Not by what you bring emotionally, but what I bring emotionally. That is, I'm intelligent enough to receive your emotion and to turn it around. A perfect example would be most of us who come at some subject or some person emotionally, the only way we can trigger getting out of that is if we approach the response with logic. That is, let me move you from your head, from your heart to your head. Let me move myself from my heart to my head. So we both can have an intelligent discussion and leave out of the discussion, both of us, much better. Now... I hope I understood your question. I hope I gave a good answer because I just want you to know that it's impossible to leave your emotions home, but it is possible to be emotionally intelligent in your response to those emotions, both the ones you have, that is, the one where you want to do something that may not be appropriate or is intelligent, and the one who may be coming at you with emotions that may not come from their most intelligent place. Does that answer your question at all?
0: It's very
2: helpful. Thank you so much. Good deal. Thank you so much for your question. Um, so, and, and and that that's where that, uh, if you will, Hilton. That's where that response about uh, emotional in, uh, engagement, uh, as opposed to employee engagement. The concept is employee engagement, and uh, emotions are always kicked in and, and hooked in there. So, thank you very much for your question. So now back to the question: What is leadership? Um, most of the audience, I suspect, our leaders have been, certainly they've been followers, but all of us perhaps have a definition of what leadership is. And I'm curious about, and welcome calls, questions, or thoughts about, either by email or phone, or phone call, please call me, uh, about the definition of leadership, uh, because it's 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 foundational to our discussion before we jump into talking about the anatomy of relationships. So what is what is leadership? Here's my definition, and let's, you can challenge me on it. Leadership is the ability to influence. Nothing more, nothing less. Let's say, let's take the leadership stool again. In the event the leader is not able to influence the follower to buy into the goal that he or she wants them to help them achieve, um, there is no real leadership. Um, The question is, what does the term influence mean? Because if leadership is the ability to influence, what is influence? What does influence mean? I would venture to say that you might come up with an answer as well as the one I'll give you. Influence is the ability for you to have another person think about, feel about, and act in a way about a matter or issue the way you would like them to act, think, and uh, respond, or, or uh, approach that that issue with, uh, it influences really the capacity for you to allow folks to be convinced, to think and act and do uh, and approach a, a matter in the way you think it should be approached. That's influence. But leadership is simply the ability to influence. Now, I'm open always when I give my two cents worth for. Other thoughts, and I'd love you. I'd love to hear yours, uh, because when I say leadership is the ability to influence, then often it's, it's like, oh, that's that's just too easy. There are a whole host of uh, definitions that are much more sophisticated, and I say you're right, but I'd say they all b- come down to if you can't influence folks, they won't follow you, and you can't get them to achieve the goal. Now, I want to I want to ask you another question. Uh, and that question is, what is trust? And by the way, while I didn't say it, I needed to have said it even then, between the leader leg and the follower leg, there are actually just three fundamental uh, um, behavioral pieces that need to be there. Of course, the first one is relationship. The second one is trust. And while I, I went through it very quickly when I stated it, the third is character. Now, between the leader and the follower, those are the three letters. R-T-C, a leader and a follower, that is a follower and a leader. The leader must be one who has a relationship with the follower and vice versa. The leader is one who must be trusted. It also goes reciprocal, but it starts with the leader. And the leader also must have character. Now, because character is such a big deal, I, I can't skate over that. We actually have a show where we're going to talk about character because character is a big deal. Uh, and I want to just say that to make sure, as we're talking about this definition of leadership and influence, that we know that my prescription, my my thought about both the simplicity and profoundness is that between the leader and follower is that it requires relationship, it requires trust, and it requires character. Now, I haven't asked the word or ask for the definition of the word trust. Um, and I will. Uh, I was going to move us to this whole notion of the anatomy of relationships but, and, and the whole management of relationships, which is an important discussion for us to have and uh, will be fueled into our next session, if we next program, if we don't get it today. But what is your definition of trust? Uh, how do you find, how do you define, I should say, How do you consider and what do you think about when you think about the word trust? I'd venture to say some of the things you will think about are things like characteristics that allow you to consider whether you trust someone or not. That is, are they they trustworthy? Uh, Do they have integrity? Um, Do they have a sense of honesty? These are all kind of markers, if you will, cues for the word trust, but they don't really define the word trust. So uh, shoot me your your definition for the word trust. And then next week what we'll do is we'll, we'll introduce that as a part of our discussion uh, and as we follow on with our discussion, even as we start this short piece on anatomy of relationships. Um, but trust is a big deal. And knowing what trust is is a big deal as well, because if someone is unable to trust you, they will in fact follow you, but they won't follow you with their heart, they'll follow you with their head. And at some point, that relationship will not work. Uh, I I, I would say it uh, this way, Uh, if you can't trust, uh, or if there is no relationship uh, that is based on trust, um, it's like a phone or having a phone that has no service. Um, What do you do when it's a phone that has no service? What you do is you throw it away, or you play around with it to try to make it work. But at some point, if there's no service, there's no service, and the phone is no good. So, what is relationship? Well, let's, if you will, talk about the anatomy of relationship. Um, What must people have... Uh, and see present, to maintain effective relationship with an, with another human being. That is, you have a leader, if I can go back to the stool, you have a follower, you have a goal. Um, that interpersonal game going on between the leadership, uh, the leader, I should say, and the follower, um, is a determination of what is necessary for me to do business with you and you to do business with me. Um the followers is going through the same discussion uh, because they're trying to manage this relationship space uh and they're beginning to look at and understand who each of them are and their patterns of behavior and personality and all of that kind of thing. And so here's my question. How healthy and effective are the relationships that you have with those who are following you, for those who are leaders? Um how healthy is that relationship? And I have, as I go into that, an assignment for you. Um, And that assignment is uh, for you to take, uh, as a leader, to take some time to examine just one of those relationships, just one, and particularly one that's working well. And then take one that's not working well and ask yourself the question, what is the quality of relationship that exists? Is there a good relationship? Is there a sense of trust? though the folks believe that you have good character. If it's good, why don't you examine why it's good? If it's not so good, why don't you examine why it's not so good? We've got a lot more to talk about. We've got a lot more to cover. Uh, we, we're going to pick up some of this on the other side and get the other side of the, the, the story, if you will. Uh, we've just dabbled a little bit very quickly about leadership and what it is. We'll talk about that on the other side of the break.
3: When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business.
1: You are tuned in to the Leadership Forum. Making an Impact Through Effective Leadership. To reach host Bernard E. Robinson or his guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. If you would rather send an email, you may send it to leadershipforum at ihdinc.org. Now, back to the Leadership Forum.
2: Good morning and welcome back. Uh, let me just say that this is a it's a, it's a wonderful medium and I'm learning a bit. Uh, not remembering as I'm looking at one clock and realizing that I started early. So my clock was saying 57 or 58 minutes, but I actually started 20 minutes earlier than everybody else. So we're still on and we still have a little more time. So I'm delighted about it and I do apologize for that premature uh Uh, Exiting, we're going to still be here and you guys hang in here with us until we get to the real end. So the question was, so what is the anatomy of relationship? What must people have uh, to create and maintain effective relationships with another human being? And I was proceeding to talk about the leader and the follower um, and the fact that it's a relationship management space between the leader and the follower. And I asked the question, how healthy and effective are the exchanges you have with yourself and with those who follow you, or that you hope to impress with your ability to lead or be a leader? Now, at their core, whether referring to each of these uh, pro- systems and programs or approaches to leadership that I kind of mentioned earlier employee engagement and the like, all gain their their credence from and f- and focus on the relationship, which is uh, which is what I already mentioned. We also talked about what is leadership. And I wanted to also point out in that regard that while leadership is the ability to influence, some key points to remember about this whole notion of relationship. Um, And I usually emphasize this by reminding the leader and, and everyone else is that the quality of leadership and the quality of relationships are critically connected. You can't have one without the other. Leadership is much more about how to be not how to do. The deal on this is who are you and that's what people are relating to. So it's more about how to be genuine, if you will. Too often leaders are overbalanced on the do and underbalanced on the be. Um, and, and that's the message behind this leadership being more about how to be than not, uh, not how to do. Now, I mentioned earlier, everything is relationship, all else is details. Uh, this is not my original statement, but really was appropriated from some reading that I'd done. And it's a quote that I, I got from a guy named Dr. Gary Smalley, uh, who is uh, an author and wrote wrote in his book uh, this particular statement, which I quite frankly agree with and, and wanted to use because I think it, it apropos picks up and emphasizes the importance of relationship. Uh, a good question that should be asked at this point is since we have defined the the context for leadership, we already asked what is leadership, what does leadership mean. I welcome, again, anyone who wants to call in and and share their definition for leadership because it will be fruitful for not only my hearing but the hearing of others on the line. Uh, Let me just read what Webster says while you consider sharing your own. Um, This definition is one that anyone can pick up. But it says leadership attempts to do – how a, lead, a definition of leadership that gets more to the core of, of what leadership is, is that leadership is the ability to influence, and as uh, John MacArthur suggests, nothing more, nothing less. That's the definition I'd give. Webster has a whole different definition. Now, even as we begin to explore the context for leadership, a question I have for you to think about and answer for yourself is – What would fundamentally change your prospects for being or becoming a more effective leader over the next six months? What if you will, if you assess where you are, what would fundamentally change the prospects of your becoming an even more effective leader over the next six months? What would you need to know, do? And how would you need to approach that? Number two, What is the single most important thing you need to do right now to become a more effective leader? Not tomorrow, but today or this week. And thirdly, what is one way you can put what you've heard today to use in improving the quality of your leadership with at least one person who's being led by you so that it would make a difference in your life and theirs? Now, I mentioned this exercise before uh, we prematurely uh, began to end, uh, and, and it really is a, 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 really a takeoff of what we've already kind of start, talked about, but take the, school and, the stool and examine it. And I said earlier, um, first examine a relationship that's really working well. What is it that makes that relationship work? Uh, What are the things that you and that person uh, and you in in that examination see as makes this relationship work? Uh, Because what's that connection and what allows it to exist? Obviously, I would bet you would come up with trust being in there somewhere. Secondly, um, I think it's always instructive when we find things that don't work well for us. They're just as instructive and uh, just a good teacher as those things that work well look at a relationship that's not working well, what is it that that seems to make this relation not work as well? Now, I'm talking about leadership on uh, both of these questions, but the truth of the matter is, even in other venues, if we're talking about with customers, if you happen to be uh, in business as myself, or if you're talking about uh, relationships that are social, even marriages, if you will, the relationship that you have, the relationship that you need to have uh, will be based on some of the same characteristics as you would find in organizations between a leader and a follower. Um, I think it's important, and, and I wanna share a little story with you. Uh, and it's the story of Marvin. Uh, Marvin was really uh, quite a, a smart uh, a young man. And in fact, Marvin was going to be given the job of being the leader of his organization. And so Marvin uh, was really uh, quite happy with himself, quite pleased with his accomplishment, quite uh, tickled with the notion that he would become the leader. So, in this process, he would he shared with his dad that um, he was going to be a leader. Now, his dad listened to him, and he was kind of excited for him as well, But his dad simply said to him, he said, Marvin, you know that's great." He said, uh, that's, that's wonderful for you. He said, but I wanted to tell you that um, I, I've been around a while and I've discovered that um, there are a lot of people who put their shingles out for folks to see uh, what they do and who they are. But he said to Marvin, I want to let you know though, Marvin, um, not every lawyer is a lawyer. Not every doctor is a doctor even if they put their shingles out. Now, the story, the moral, if you will, is if you're going to put your shingle out, Marvin, make sure that you are what you say you are. Um, The title is one thing. Who you are and what you do with that title is another. I don't know if that applies to anybody, but I've seen a number of folks who put their shingle out in the organizations that I worked with who one could question whether that shingle was legitimate. It may not apply to you, but it's just a story that allowed Marvin at least to get kind of a reset on really understanding that it's not the title that you carry, it's the role that you play and how well you play it. So, I've got a couple of other uh, thoughts for you. Um, I want to ask these as, as I want to give these as assignments and probably ask these as questions. And one of the questions is, um what is the biggest concern for leaders and executives of businesses and organizations right now? These are questions that you don't I don't expect you to have answers for now because these are questions that we'll raise in our next segment. Uh, what are the attributes and behaviors that are critical for a leader's success? And what strategies would you recommend businesses and for businesses and organizations for developing their people and improving the performance of the people that are there? And finally, what are the beliefs for business and organizations when they improve the quality of their leadership. Um, I would want to have you understand that um, there are several other important topics that we'll discuss, and one of the assignments I put here to make sure I shared with you is I'm inviting you to share your interests in topics that you'd like to have discussed in the future and consider becoming a regular member of our listening and learning community. Uh, I'd like you to share with me those things that you uh, would like to see included in the discussions that we have here on the forum and become very much an integrated part of what we do and how we do it. Now, I got a few more minutes and I want to cover a couple of things. And I want to go back to that leadership stool, even as we we think about uh, this whole notion of leadership. And I ask you to think about this. What are the four things that are needed in order to make sure that uh, you have trust? Uh, it's not really four, it's just three. Uh, let me tell you what, what those are. Um, I talked about relationship. I talked about trust and talked about even the notion of covering that next time. But trust really requires two things. Um, trust requires that you have uh, competence and credibility. The way I usually like to talk about it is that if in fact, uh, and I'll use this example, and this is not to kick the guys under the bus, but if you will, when I was uh, younger, uh, one of the things that um, I-, I noticed is that uh, guys would tell uh, those who they were interested in that that they loved them. And and what happened with that is that what the young ladies begin to discuss and discover Was that yes? They could, but some of them did not have the credibility that they needed to have to make that uh, to carry that off and to make that really true. They had the capability, the competence, if you will, to be really very good mates and perhaps be very loving people. But in some cases, their behavior showed that they didn't have the credibility. Now, there's a there's a connection between competence and credibility because if you do not have both, you cannot be trusted. Uh, And by the way, if you do not have competence and credibility and can't be trusted, people ascribe that to you as your character. They begin to characterize you based on not what you say, but who you are. And a lot of who you are is based on uh, your competence and your credibility. Um, So, this whole notion of leadership, this whole notion of relationship, this whole notion of being um, effective as a le- leader and being able to make an impact uh, requires um, requires work. Um, and one of the things that requires that you have an accurate picture of who you are. And if you don't have an accurate picture of who you are, you, the, the, the real deal is that you take yourself wherever you go. Uh, and if you're not really solidly aware of who you are, it really affects your capacity to be an effective leader wherever you are. So we have really officially gotten uh, close to the ending, which I prematurely got us to earlier. And I think this time I'm actually right on uh, near the mark for being right on that. Uh, I want to say again, I want to encourage you to, uh, to communicate with me by email Uh, the leadership forum at IHDINC.org. Before we get to the end, I want to just say, I thank you for joining me today on the leadership forum. I also want to thank um, the engineer today, Kevin, for his work and for keeping me in good place. And I also want to thank uh, my executive producer for her support. Um, I most importantly want to thank you for joining me and and, uh, encourage you to invite your friends and your colleagues. Um, There's another segment coming up uh, next week for us to pick up where we left off. You guys have a terrific day, and uh, make it a good day. uh, Make a difference. Make an impact through effective leadership. This is your host, Bernard Robinson. It's been a pleasure. I look forward to seeing you next Monday.
1: Thank you for listening to the Leadership Forum, making an impact through effective leadership. Be sure to join Bernard E. Robinson for another edition of the program next Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We wish you an outstanding week.